Welcome to an inspiring message from Pastor John Cameron, lead pastor of Arise Church in New Zealand. We know this message will encourage, inspire, and empower you. I want to share a message with you today that I believe might just be the exact message that you need to hear in the middle of these uncertain times. And I want to share with you a message that I've entitled, Dare to Hope. Dare to Hope. The truth is, guys, we're in a time right now where more than ever before, what we need is hope. And when we look at the circumstances and the messaging that's coming our way, we haven't got a lot of reason for hope. We're being told right now that jobs are uncertain, that the economy is going to go into recession. We're being told that a virus is ravaging the world, that our borders are closed, times are difficult, businesses are going to struggle, families right now are under immense pressure. And in the middle of all that, we, it would be easy for us to look at what sur is surrounding us and see no reason for hope. But I want you to know that when we come to God, we come to someone who gives us reasons to hope that go beyond the circumstances that are in front of us, the likely outcomes that we could see. We're coming today to the God of all hope. And no matter what you're facing in your life, I want you to know you've got a reason to hope in Jesus. The Bible says in Ephesians 6, Hebrews chapter 6, that He gives us hope that goes beyond the veil, beyond even what this life could fathom for us. We find hope in Jesus. And I want you to know, friend, no matter what is going on in your life, God today wants to fill your life with hope. We're coming today to the God who looked at a formless, empty and dark world and said, there's a reason for hope. And if you look outside right now, the truth is even in the middle of COVID-19, we can still see majestic mountains and beautiful valleys, still see sunsets and sunrises, still see a world that is full of splendor and beauty. And the God who looked at a dark, formless and empty world made all that you can see out of just what he had at the beginning there. And even if you're feeling right now like there's no reason to hope, I want you to know the testimony of creation is a declaration in your life. You've got a reason to hope. And no matter what's going on in your world, my prayer today is that God, by the power of Holy, His Holy Spirit, is going to flood our lives with hope. As we're diving into this talk, why don't you grab a Bible if you have one near, near you, and we're going to turn right now to the book of Lamentations and continue our tour through desperate moments in the Bible. And no matter what's going on in your life, I pray that you can see what's going on in this circumstance and realize that God can still move no matter what we're facing right now. In the book of Lamentations, chapter 2 and verse 9, the writer of Lamentations, a prophet by the name of Jeremiah wrote and he said, Jerusalem's gates have sunk into the ground. He has smashed their locks and their bars. Her kings and princes have been exiled to distant lands. Her law has ceased to exist. Her prophets receive no more visions from the Lord. The leaders of beautiful Jerusalem sit on the ground in silence. They are clothed in burlap and throw dust on their heads. The younger women of Jerusalem hang their heads in shame. He said, I have cried until the tears no longer come. My heart is broken. My spirit is poured out in agony and I see the desperate plight of my people. Little children and tiny babies 
are faint and dying in the streets. Come over with me now to the third chapter of, of Lamentations in verse 19. He said, The thought of my suffering and hopelessness is bitter beyond words. I will never forget this awful time as I grieve over my loss. Yet I still dare to hope as I remember this. The faithful love of the Lord never ends. His mercies never cease. Great is His faithfulness. His mercies begin afresh each morning. I say to myself, the Lord is my inheritance. Therefore, I will hope in Him. The Lord is good to all who depend on Him, to those who search for Him. So it is good to wait quietly for salvation from the Lord. Come down to verse 31. For no one is abandoned by the Lord forever. Let's remember that team. Though he brings grief, he also shows compassion because of the greatness of his unfailing love. For he does not enjoy hurting people or causing them sorrow. What a powerful passage of scripture. These words are written by the prophet Jeremiah and he's called in the Bible, the weeping prophet. The reason why is because he prophesied through some of Israel's darkest moments in their biblical history. Their sin has sold them into slavery as a nation. Their, their armies have destroyed their land. The city gates have sunk to the ground. Kings and princes have been sent in chains to foreign countries. Their law has ceased to exist. Their prophets have got nothing encouraging to say. And looking around them, even babies and children are fainting and dying in the streets. And so Jeremiah writes about that time and he said, I will never forget this awful time. He said, I have cried until the tears no longer come. My heart is broken. My spirit is poured out in agony. He said, I'm empty. I'm despondent. I'm wrecked. In verse 20, he said, I'm never going to forget this awful time. And I, as I grieve over my loss, I know this is going to be with me for the rest of my life. The book is called the Book of Lamentations. That literally means a book that is devoted to his loss and to his grief. It's his diary and tragedy. Yet in the middle of that terrible time, he couldn't help himself. In verse 21, he writes and he says, Yet I still dare to hope. Even though all is so dark, I still dare to hope. Can you grasp that contrast? He's saying, I've cried until tears no longer come, but I still dare to hope. The gates have sunk to the ground, yet I still dare to hope. And you know what? For so many people right now, it would be easy to look at the world that is around us and allow the things that we see or hear to overwhelm us, to become despondent, to feel empty. But in spite of everything that we might see, my prayer for us today is that we would dare to hope in spite of it all, that we would find a way to say, I'm audacious enough to believe that something good could still happen because God hasn't forgotten who I am. I'm daring enough to say that this might be horrible, but God isn't finished yet. No matter what it looks like, I still dare to have hope. And Jeremiah said, I dare to have hope as I remember this. As I remember this. 
And I want everybody listening to this today to remember what he remembered. The faithful love of the Lord never ends. His mercies never cease. Great is his faithfulness and his mercies begin afresh every morning. He's saying, listen, I dare to hope. I dare to hope in my life because I remember the nature and the character of God. He says this economic downturn, you know what? It's going to end, but the faithful love of the Lord won't. COVID-19 outbreak seems awful right now, but it will cease. But God's mercies never will cease. There's this recession might have its day in our economy, but the mercies of God will begin every single day and continue for the rest of eternity. He said, I dare to have hope because I remember the love of God, the mercy of God, and the faithfulness of God are going to be with me in my life longer than this current season. He said, God's goodness is going to outlast my adversity. And I want you to know, friend, that even in his worst day, he dared to have hope because he remembered what God is like. And for you and me, guys, in the middle of this season, don't allow COVID-19 to change the way that you see God. God never said that every day was going to be easy, but he said, I am unchanging and I'm going to be with you. And no matter what you're facing, don't you give up on God and don't you give up on hope. You remember, my friend, God is loving. God is merciful. God is faithful and God is eternal. And when the nature of our circumstances are different to the nature of our God, then just know that that circumstance might be for a moment, but God's nature is going to be the theme of your lifetime. Amen. And Jeremiah is saying, you know what? I choose hope. I'm awakened to hope. I believe that God is able to do something even in the middle of circumstances that seem so counter to what I would love to see in my life right now. In verse 24, he's, the Bible says, he goes on and he says, I say to myself, the Lord is my inheritance. And I want you to catch this. I want you to catch this because he starts off by saying, I am going to dare to hope. I'm going to dare to hope because this is what God is like. He's loving. He's merciful. He's faithful. His mercies begin afresh every single day. And now he's saying out of a state of hope, he says, something new is now awakened within me. He says, I am going to say to myself, the Lord is my inheritance. So he's saying, I'm going to dare to hope. And now I'm going to say to myself, the Lord is my inheritance. The Lord is my inheritance. The Lord is my inheritance. Guys, do you catch what he's saying? He's saying to himself, you know what? I have a lot of things in my life that are uncertain right now. I have other things in my life that are gone right now, that I have lost right now, but I've still got God. And no matter what is going wrong in my life, there is actually a reason right now for me to be thankful. And friends, I want you to know that many things are uncertain in our lives in this season, and I have nothing but empathy for the loss that is in your life. But if you want to learn from Jeremiah, a powerful lesson that's going to usher us into the presence of God and help us to get this whole crisis in perspective, then I want to say to you, learn from Jeremiah and enter into hope and then practice thanksgiving. 
Jeremiah switched his focus from what he lost to what he still had. And one of the things I think we could do for ourselves during COVID-19 is hold a daily private appreciation party with God. Get with God every single day and be grateful for what we do have. Be grateful for what's going right in your life. Thank Him for what you still do possess and be mindful of what you have in your life right now that no season and no COVID-19 could ever take away from you. Because friends, if we can fix our gaze, not on what we're losing and not on what's going wrong, but on the goodness of God in the middle of this situation, it's going to change everything about the way we walk through this tragedy, this challenge, this disaster. And I, I remember a time so acutely in my life uh, where Jillian and I walked through the process of having a leaky home. I was 33 years old at the time, just starting out as a new pastor of a fledgling church. I think we had about maybe 800 people, 500 people in the church at the time. And suddenly this home that we'd bought, we discovered was rotting from the inside out. And people have heard me tell this story, but I want to remind you about it. Because right now people feel a little bit like I felt in that moment. Like your job is rotting from the inside out. Your business is rotting from the inside out. Our economy is rotting from the inside out. And so many things that were certain in my life before I discovered that I had that home were suddenly thrown into turmoil. And I was struggling for a solid foundation, looking for what was going to be next for me in my life. And I, I was so dark. I, I, I shook uncontrollably for two weeks solid. It was a dark season in my life. And then suddenly I remembered. In the middle of the night, something came upon me that I'm praying is going to come upon you because this is what happened for me. I began to realize that no matter what was taken from me as a result of this leaky home, some things were never going to be taken away. You could take the house. I couldn't control that. You could actually take all my wealth, all my money. I could be bankrupt and I couldn't control that. If I was bankrupt, I could potentially lose my church and my job. But the truth is I didn't, couldn't control that. But God had given me things that couldn't be taken from me. I could never be taken away from the relationship that I have with Him. I realized I had a wife who was dropped dead gorgeous and loved me. And no matter what was going to take place with that home, there was nothing anybody else could do that could take my marriage from me. Now, if I didn't handle that situation right, I could take my marriage from me, but nobody else could. I realized I had two beautiful children, two great gifts from God that give me joy every day. And they don't need a mansion to live in. They don't need a lot. They just need a father who loves them. And I started to realize that the things that were truly valuable in my life, that that leaky home couldn't take them away. And guys, it changed my perspective. I became so awakened to both hope and gratitude because I began to realize, thank you, God, that you're with me. Thank you, Lord, that I never got into this to have a great mansion to live in, but I've got a beautiful wife and two amazing children. And friends, I just want you to know, no matter what you're facing in your life, God is still with you. People love you. God's still on your side. God's still got a plan. And this situation might be frightening, but God's going to get you through it. And I want to encourage us all to dare to hope as we remember God to be thankful as we focus on what He's given us. Let me close with this thought in verse 25. The Bible says that Jeremiah wrote, and he said, The Lord is good 
to those who depend on Him. The Lord is good. And I want you to remind you again as we close this, that the Lord is good. That the Lord is good. He's not neutral. He's not passive. Don't make Him as a mystical force that's, not, that's devoid of emotion. God is loving. God is kind. God is faithful. God is, His mercies are new for you every day. And God is actively engaged in any struggle that we're facing right now. And we find that in this passage of Scripture, Jeremiah went through three stages. He said, firstly, I'm awakened to hope because I remember God's character. Secondly, he says, because I realize God's still there and able to do good things, I've now actually got a reason to be thankful in the middle of what I'm facing. And then he said, you know what? This is what I'm going to do now. I'm going to direct my prayers more simply and wholeheartedly to God. He said, God is good to those who depend on Him. He said, God is going to reward those who search for Him. And it is good to wait quietly for salvation from the Lord. This is what he's saying. He's saying, firstly, in my life, I'm going to trust Him. Secondly, I'm going to seek Him. And thirdly, I'm going to wait for Him. He said, I'm going to choose trust over fear. I'm going to choose seeking Him over giving all of my focus and attention to all of the surroundings and media and pressure. I'm actually going to be a God seeker in the middle of this moment. And I'm going to wait on God. And I'm going to draw near to God. And I'm going to believe that if I can do what I talked about last week and quiet my soul and trust in God and wait on Him, then God's going to bring me through this and the wheels aren't going to come off. And God is going to prove Himself faithful in the middle of even these desperate situations. And no matter what you're facing, my friend, I'm praying today that you would dare to hope, that you would be awakened to hope. And I want to take a minute right now and I want to pray a prayer because I know many people are saying, John, in my life right now, if I can be honest, I've let hope ebb away from my heart. And I'm going to pray that like the wind of the Holy Spirit blew in that upper room, that right where you are in your room, that the Holy Spirit is just going to blow into your heart and cause hope to come alive. And if right now you've lost your thanksgiving, why don't you take this moment of prayer to just come to God and just realize that the really valuable things in your life right now are either sitting next to you in that room or are a phone call away. And let's remember, guys, that no matter what we're facing, let's direct our attention, not towards our circumstances, but towards our God. Let's trust Him. Let's, let's seek Him. Let, let's, let's give our t- attention, not just wholeheartedly to our news feeds and our social media, but to just coming before Him and waiting on God. And let's spend time with Him as He brings us through. So right now, I'm going to pray a prayer. And honestly, I believe I can sense God's presence where I am. And I'm praying right now that you're going to sense God's presence right where you are. If you need this prayer, you just receive it. Father, in the name of Jesus, I ask you, let peace like a river come and flood into every heart and every life. I thank you that you are the God of peace, that you're the God of hope. And I declare that hope the eternal hope of Christ that gets awakened in our lives the moment we connect with you. Father, let that hope connect with every person who's hearing this right now, every person, no matter where they are. I declare hope and I pray right now that you would help us to see everything we have to be thankful for. Would you awaken Thanksgiving and would you direct us back to you again? 
I pray in the mighty name of Jesus. Come Holy Spirit, come invade If you would like to find out more about Arise Church and Pastor John Cameron, visit arisechurch.com or connect with us on Instagram at Arise Church and at John Cameron NZ.